This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. This is a little bit of a different kind of episode today. I'm a little nervous right now. I'm kind of terrified because I'm sitting across the table from my best friend for basically like my whole life, maybe like realistically like fourth grade. Fourth grade. Fourth grade. But it feels like our whole lives. Yes, definitely does. And you guys are always asking me questions about, you know, my obviously dating life and my past dating experiences. And while I do answer a lot of those to the best of my ability, you know, sometimes we look at things differently about ourselves and the way other people who saw them did. Similarly to how when we're in a situation or in like a honeymoon phase or really obsessing over somebody that we met, like we have those rose colored glasses and goggles on and we can't see things that our friends can. And so the idea came to me that while you guys were asking these questions, I'm like, wait a second, maybe I can have somebody else help me answer them. So Christina is here. There are a few people in the world who know me as well as Christina does and who have been there through all of the ups and the downs. All the phases. So many. So 
we're going to do this. We have a ton of questions that you guys send in. Thank you for sending those in. If you didn't make sure you're following along at seeing other people on Instagram. So you don't miss the next Q and a or opportunity to drop a question for an episode. How are you feeling about this, Christina? I'm excited. For me, this is fun. I just could spill everything on you from fourth grade to now. That's it's fun for me. No pressure here. Yeah, I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I have all of it from elementary school, Lana, middle school, Lana, high school, Lana, college, Lana. Oh, my God. All of the Alanas. All right. Let's start with this question. Who was her first crush? I'm wondering <laughs> what your answer is going to be versus my answer. That's going to be funny for some of this. So but besides besides the Jonas brother. Yeah, there's questions about that, too. We'll get to that. Oh, okay. Don't you worry. Um, um, boy genius. Yeah, we're not giving them names. We're giving them nicknames, you guys. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, that was middle school. He was a year younger and smartest person. I One of the smartest people I've ever met. Still. Quite literally a boy genius. Yeah. And a man genius now. Yeah, currently. Very. Yeah. But um, that's like that comes up first for me, I would say, in terms of your like. Like real, real like crush. Yeah, I agree. So I had I definitely had a crush on Boy Genius for a very long time. We were in the same tennis group. So we like played tennis weekly together. It was either once or twice a week. And so I would like look forward to that. And we would be like, this is before we even knew what flirting was. Yeah. And I remember, oh my God. Did you ever time, know what flirting was? <laughs> I remember I had this book from Limited 2 where you could like rank your friends based on things. And one of the categories was like flirt and you had to give them a score from one to 10. I didn't know what it meant. So I'm like, I was here like rating your flirt level. Like <laughs> Great. I literally didn't know what flirting meant. And then here I am in fifth grade, like ranking people's flirting Weird. in this book of my friends. It was so bizarre, but yes, didn't know what flirting was, but we would go to tennis every week and like flirt with each other. And then like, we'd go home and talk on aim. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was definitely a cougar. He was a year younger than me. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that trend goes on too. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but I definitely had a crush on him for like two years before anything ever happened. And yeah. Like pre pre middle school. Yeah, exactly. And then we did end up dating. He asked me out at my friend Jessica's bat mitzvah on November 3rd, <laughs> 2006, Six. maybe. Um, and it was the biggest deal in the world in, in my mind. Um, and yeah, he wasn't my first kiss, but he was my first makeout in Jesse's no, in the, in the town, in town, in town in town oh, it, it was at the folder no. no it happened in the alley in town between the bot and town that alley. oh yeah oh oh yeah. my god you guys, it was so bad it was horrible was it was it? both of our first makeouts it was literally we were just like pushing each other's tongues back and forth oh my god it was disgusting. wait now i have the whole picture because i couldn't think of the alley right now it was so funny that's such a funny thing yeah and then our second makeout was in jesse's closet in our house oh my god um but yeah that was my first crush and my first boyfriend yeah, because I mean, I know, yeah, like you had a kiss at camp, but that was like. No, my first kiss was with a camp friend at Sophia's bat mitzvah afterwards. Wow. Oh, really? The bat mitzvah was really just bat like kicking off my love life. So much happened there. But uh, I think there was a boyfriend before him, actually, in sixth grade, tennis player. 
And this was so funny, you guys. We were in the same like homeroom class and our lockers were like three away from each other. We would not speak in person. We would such a middle school class. Literally, the only interaction we would have in person is at our lockers at the end of the day, like talk to you on AIM. Yeah. And then you would have the entire relationship on the computer. Yeah. And we would talk all night long on AIM, but then say nothing to each other in person. I remember like Valentine's Day we threw presents into each other's lockers and then said like, you'll be on aim later. Like, yeah, I'll be on after tennis. That was sixth grade. That was sixth grade. And then boy genius was genius was seven. No, it, I think it was actually eighth grade. Eighth because he, yeah, because that, that bought met So someone a year younger than us. Yeah. And by the way, it wasn't super common for people to date out of their grade at that point. Oh my God. Not at all. I definitely got made fun of for it. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like also by like, like friends and not friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like other, yeah. other people. The heart wants what it wants. Yeah. And I mean, he's, he was always great. Like he's still, still great. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like, it was actually one of your not most questionable crushes. That's almost true. Except it's not because two weeks after we, it's all coming back to you guys. Oh, right, right, right. Two weeks after we he asked me out and we like kissed twice and whatever. Um, I was getting nervous that like, what if it doesn't go well? Like I like him so much. Like I don't want to mess up our friendship. And so I like told him that and like kind of tried to like end things, but then I immediately regretted it and told my friend, let's call her Nikki told Nikki who was on the bus, same bus as him. Um, Mm, Nikki, like I regret breaking up with genius boy. Like, can you tell him that like, I still want to be with him? Cause you know, we didn't have the balls to like say things to each other's face. I did it through a friend and she said, of course, like I'm here for you. Don't worry. And then Nikki went on this goddamn bus after school and told this boy that she liked him and wanted to oh be with him. Oh my God. I didn't even realize that she, that you told her that I knew that she did that. And this started like a year long thing of like, who is he with? Is it me? Is it her? And you guys, I think I've told this story. This is the story of the guy who cheated on me while I was on the phone with him. He put me in his pocket <laughs> and kissed her and oh then took me God. out of his pocket and said, I just kissed Nicole. How did we allow these things back? Then? Imagine my 12 year old heart shattering. That's devastating. <laughs> That's devastating genuinely. But you stayed friends. With her or with him? With him. Yeah, because I wanted to be with him. I didn't care how much he hurt me. Yeah, that that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. Bad pattern. Bad pattern. Um, never. Yeah, definitely did not stand up for myself, and it definitely did not like just end there. But we're gonna end the story there. I'd say. I mean, what happens later is funny. Yeah, you can go for it. (laughs) So, stayed friends. Um, I became friendly with him through you. We're in high school at this point. Um, then he is into my sister, Alana's honorary sister. So that's, that was, that was interesting. And she ended up dating him. That was, ended up being my sister's first. Very serious relationship. Very serious relationship. And she was a, a sophomore and he was a senior and it all. So now we joke, we're like. 
ha ha like my sister Alicia. And I mean, Alana your sister have, and I have a history of liking the same. The guys. same guy. Very bizarre. We have a four-year age difference. Yeah, three. Three. We should bring her on the podcast. That would be funny. She needs to come on. Yeah. What happened? Alicia. Yeah, no, but Alicia and Alana, like you, you guys are different, but we're very different. But I don't know what your taste was just the same. <laughs> like there are so there are a couple overlaps. Yeah. All right. We have a fun question here. Did having older brothers impact her dating life in high school? <laughs> um, I think. Well, I, I think of Brian because that's two, two years older. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of his friends would like call you that nickname that I'm not going to say. I, my nickname was Fermi. We don't talk about why. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't mean me anything. Still. There are so many theories about it. It, it literally means nothing. I don't think it I don't think it affected it. I think it just, you know, you you knew these like older guys that well, I guess it did it did create like a, a quote unquote like off limits for like anyone in yeah. Brian's year because then it's like you're the little sister. I was and always have been off limits to his friends, um, which is very opposite of how the, the, the situation has gone with him. The other way friends. around is wildly different. Yeah. And I've, I've straight up in the past, like asked him to set me up with people and it's been like an automatic. No, like he's like, I don't trust them with you. Or, um, there have been guys who he's friends with that. I actually have like really had feelings for some of them who I, I actually think are like, like I get it when it's like a guy that he's yeah. like, no, but like ni- nicer ones. Yeah. That's, that's hard. I, I did make out with one of them eventually. And I, to this day, he doesn't know. Right. He shouldn't. But no, I, I, I guess it did. It did later. I would say like in high school. No, later when you're not really like his little sister yeah. anymore and like you have your own identity, it just like creates this. And to be honest, her brother had a lot of hot friends. So, so, ma- all, so many hot all friends. Of his friends were hot. They were so hot. And, like, eligible and single and smart. Yeah, we would like be at her house and they would be. And I, it was just like, why are all Always. of his friends like Always really? high school friends, college friends. Yeah, he always had. College, why couldn't he get friends, some like like ugly, ugly friends, friends, not like, smart friends? I don't know. Would have been nice. Yeah. So I guess in that way, yeah. But I, I don't think you know he wasn't someone that like if there was someone our year or whatever. If it wasn't one of his friends, he he wasn't gonna like. I don't know. Be some intimidating older brother in that way. Yeah. It, it was never like my the guys I liked or would bring home. It's not like. They were afraid to meet him. No, or like no. He, they had to pass his test. Like, no, he like, give a shit. Yeah, he was and, very, and like, whatever. Andrew, and, and Andrew's four years older than me, so we didn't overlap in school at all. So, like, we've never had any of that, like, I think, like, our lives impacting the other things. Yeah, no, I don't. So, I, I think no. And also, like, I think it's important, like, you are, you became so much closer with Brian later. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like it was different later. In high school, <laughs> It was, it was just, you know, he was like the older brother. Yeah. But not like in that really protect, overprotective crazy way. Like no one that you liked that you brought home, he would have just been indifferent, like whatever, as long as it wasn't one of his friends. Yeah. Yeah. Next question. Was her Jonas obsession a turnoff for boys? 
You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. 
I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer owned, Vermont grown Sunset Lake CBD. <laughs> okay. Um, probably, probably. Yeah. I mean, look like it was, a, it was a lot. I mean, I was, I was a big Jonas Brothers fan too. I, I think, you know, some people probably didn't even know the extent, like our, when we would, remember like your room yeah do, do you guys listening like I don't know if you know the extent I'll post the picture of it on the story but when I say every inch of my room was covered in posters I mean every inch. there was no wall showing the at ceiling all. the ceiling well. and my bedding was camp rock bedding like it, it was, was entirely Jonas. It, admittedly so fucking creepy so scary <laughs> so scary <laughs> and then I remember when your mom when you like took it down your mom made us like take off all of the like sticky oh God, tack the from sticky the tack. ceiling oh yeah and it took us forever it was insane. but I mean yeah no it was a lot and I was like you know me and like our other friend like we were I think I was probably like the quietest about it of the three of us, but people in school did know. They probably didn't know all know like the extent, but yeah, there were people of course who like made fun of it and whatever. And then of course, you know, when, when Alana ended up years later, like working in the music industry and being like a Nick Jonas ambassador, then they, and like being in more close proximity than those people seem to have a, a different tune to the whole thing. But no, I mean, people weren't always super nice about it. But I, I also definitely got bullied for it. Yeah. I mean, and, I think middle school more so. I feel like. Yeah. Sitting in that eighth grade class, I have like memories of people. Who yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of specific. Yeah, like, yeah. Specific people that. And I also have specific memories of like a yellow spider floating above my head in that class. But <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. Trauma. Literally. Oh my God. No, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it was a lot like anyone who knows that like fan girl thing is like. Yeah, it can it can be intense. And also just like young guys, middle school guys like look for anything to make fun of with girls anyway, even the ones who are their friends. And, you know, we did have people who weren't nice. I don't think I would say that it affected it like in high school, though, because I feel like, you know, you find balance and like what you're a fan of and, and then like your outside identity. I don't think I don't remember it being like a thing. 
I don't think so either. And and I think at the end of the day, like I, I'm so glad that I had that phase and obviously it continued for a really long time. And like, I'm literally flying to Vegas in a few weeks to go to two concerts of theirs, but I don't think it ever, look, if it ever made somebody not want to date me, then that's literally not a person I want to be with. And fast forward. And that's the reason Jake that and I Jake, connected yeah. on Hinge because of a prompt I had in about my profile the about Brothers. the Jonas Brothers. And that's so true. It was his idea for us to go to Vegas in a few weeks and go see two concerts back to back. So, And I do want to say for anyone who just like listens and thinks like Alana just like holds Jake hostage and forces him into these situations. <laughs> I went to a Jonas Brothers concert with him. Nobody is forcing Jake. He's genuinely enjoying it. No, literally he found out about this Vegas show before me and he was like, we need to go. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, we should do two shows instead of one. I'm like, Okay. I'm like, this is crazy. I know. It, it, it It's so funny how that worked out. No, I mean, I think it's funny because I assumed when he like said that line on Hinge, like, I think I probably said this later. Like, I thought he was just like trying to like, Make you know, use a line. Yeah. And then after your first date, I'd have to like go back and find the text. But I know you said like, wait, he actually likes the Jonas Brothers. Is this a red flag? I saw the <laughs> That's like the first text the other day. I went back through because there's this whole trend on TikTok right now of people posting their texts to their friends after their first date with the person they ended up marrying. And I was like so curious to see what my texts were. So I found them and I have a text sent to you saying we listened to Jonas the entire night. This was after a second date. His, he said his friends were going to laugh because Sushi, Margs, and Jonas Brothers are what they would define as his perfect date night. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. And I remember that was like your biggest, like, I, I don't know. She didn't come away from that date. Like, like, I don't know. You weren't like, you didn't really say much, but you were like, oh, he actually likes Jonas. He actually like, likes should, I, should I be concerned? Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I, I have terrible gaydar, but like that could be, a sign. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to her yeah. recording with Jordan, which shows Alana's gaydar. I have terrible gaydar, um, but it's true. Yeah, no, but Jake genuinely did. And it's funny, full circle, yeah. made fun of and very, but also like, come on, like you see that in every generation of people. I mean, going back to probably like Frank Sinatra fangirls, like, like David Bowie and then like Elvis, Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have to watch the Elvis watch movie. The Elvis movie. Oh my God. And I, then highly recommend the experience of watching the movie super pets after that is what Jake and I did. And it was a phenomenal experience. So weird back to back. It was very weird, but Elvis great. movie is great and does show how early that like fangirl thing exists. So people have always been doing that. And I mean, honestly, I don't think like in high school, as far as I know, yeah. that was like a thing yeah. that turned people away. Was there a guy in Alana's past that you were rooting for, but things didn't work out? <laughs> uh, I think honestly, like the only person that I, I could say I, I felt that way with would be Jordan. Yeah. Paul. Um, and, like, and uh, just keeping everyone up to speed, Jordan is the guy who I dated for about six months. Um, we started like going right into the pandemic. We had like seven or eight dates. Everything was great. We ended up in this like long distance virtual COVID relationship. Um, and this is the episode called um, I Helped My Ex Realize That He's Gay. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Um, continue. Yeah. So I think because Jordan was very like, he genuinely was nice. I did meet him 
that was right before things turned the other way. I, w- I was rooting for him up until he kind of like, yeah, he, he like disappeared. And then obviously like hit that whole, that episode really shows how that sometimes happened. Sometimes it's not about and you. Sometimes, yeah, it's really not about you. Um, but he was really the only one that I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, this didn't work out, but, but it wasn't like, oh, he was full of these red flags that were, yeah. you know, I think there were other guys where, I mean, Alana knows this. There were guys where from the beginning, I was like, no, what, like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> A few of those. Um, so I would say he was the only one where, you know, it didn't work out as it shouldn't have. But, um, I don't know. I don't really think there's one where I was like, oh, I, I could have seen that really like playing out. Yeah. What were some of the biggest dating mistakes Alana made when she was younger? When I was younger, let's be honest. I'm not, I'm not no. old, you guys. No, relax, I mean, I think, relax. I think, you know, those mistakes I think carry like with us, we learn yeah. things, but I think the biggest one would be, and that's my favorite thing I think about like your relationship with Jake is like balance. I think like growing up and, you know, just like we were, we were like girls in this town that was very, you know, competitive and kind of like a lot of attractive people and like judgmental and like, you know, just any kind of suburban town where you're comparing yourself to other people. And I think like the validation of guys was one way that, you know, a lot of young girls like feel or just validation of other people. But um, I think sometimes you would really get lost in in the person and become like, like kind of codependent, and and then, you know, the, things would really revolve around them and what you, you know, like us hanging out or hanging out with friends. Those things would like go on the back burner a little bit, and you'd be really like really invested in those relationships or or the person. But I think that's part of then what like helped show you when you met someone where it was really healthy because you didn't feel like you needed to lose parts of yourself to be with them. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I think part of it was this idea of like, I wanted to be with somebody so badly that I felt like I was only like in control of things when I was actually with them. And then I think with certain people, like the guy in the band, um, for anyone who knows that story, like I did have like gut feelings that he was like with other people. And so I wanted to spend all of my time with him because the only time I was confident that he was not with another girl was when he was with me. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, yeah, the, the, your ability to control things is of course best when you are with them. And I think, you know, we don't think about it that way at the time, but when either we're insecure about ourselves or the relationship that's when we kind of feel the need to like double down on it Mm -hmm. because some part of you is afraid it's just going to disappear. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I could think that like even through different crushes in high school and maybe like early high school relationships, that makes a little more sense because you're like, it's your first one and you know, you're really all in on the person first love kind of thing. But I think that, yeah, I mean that, that would kind of be the main thing is just like losing yourself in them. But I also feel like that's what, like knowing that 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 was different with Jake is like one of the main things for me, like as a friend that made me feel like this was 
a different relationship because it, it felt secure to you even when you weren't with him. Yeah, the whole time it's felt different. Yeah, yeah, it's honestly like from an outside perspective and just really different in yeah. the best way. Mm. I agree. Aw, okay. This is a weird one. When you check out a guy, do you glance at the package? I guess this is for both of us. Literally, (laughs) never, never, the thought has never crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind either. Like literally, look, I mean, I I can't speak for all women out there. I'm sure some do. Actually, I remember back, you know, if you want to go back to the Jonas Brothers days, there would be girls who would like zoom in. And I was just like, honestly, like, no, I know there's also the thing with guys wearing gray sweatpants. I don't get it. But like. Maybe I I'd also think guys look hot in gray sweatpants, but it's not because I'm staring at that. I don't feel like you can tell as that, and I'm just not. I'm I, not. There's I so much about a guy that care yeah, that's not that's like, not it. I've never thought, even if I'm into someone, I've never tried to like no. gauge anything. No, if I'm into someone, there's a million things I like. That's just not what I'm gonna be staring at while they're wearing clothes. Like yeah. Or, or, or well, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just mean like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at like your face, your smile, your eyes, yeah. maybe your arms. I don't know. But, right. and like, other, there are, know. there's like a list of like, things. Sure. Anything else actually. And I don't think like I, or at least like a lot of the people that we know, I, I, I haven't been around people where they're like, oh my God, look at, yeah, no. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are people where it is, or I think people point out if, it, if someone's wearing like such tight pants, that it's just like super pronounced and you're like, um, okay. <laughs> but it's not in like a, oh, that's so like hot way. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't, I just don't think of that. Well, now that we settled that, does Alana take rejection? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I oh. knew that was going to get a laugh. <laughs> I, I wonder if they were joking. <laughs> um, Hey. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? 
Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. No, no although I will, like, just to clarify, like, what that means, I think, you know, some people respond to rejection in different ways. Uh, I know, like, there are people who respond by getting like angry and being like oh well, like f him like I'm so much better. like and you know try and play it off that way and like a faux confident mm-hmm. kind of thing no I, I don't think Alana takes rejection well or at least didn't and I don't think a lot of us do I think that again that goes back to just like general like we're human beings with insecurity. Alana and I would talk a lot about how sometimes we'd go on a date and we would be like, oh, I don't really think that, like, I, I just think, you know, that it wasn't there. Um, I don't necessarily want to go out with him again. But then when you get a text and they're like, yeah, I wasn't really feeling it for some reason that stings, even that kind of rejection when you didn't even want to go out again, like you weren't even into the person because for some reason it, it, I think, you know, she and I relate on this is it feels like person, like it feels personal. It's not, but it feels personal. It feels like a rejection of you as a person. And I think historically, like, no, I don't think Alana took rejection well, but I also, I also don't think like, I don't want to give the impression that she took it like drastically bad. I think it really, when I think I take rejection, absolutely tragically. I think like with certain Certain people, people, but I think things, the the way things were laid out were already like really problematic. Yeah. It it wasn't the rejection. It was everything else. And then me having this fear of like losing this person and probably because I, like you just said, like made my entire life about them. Yeah. That that's why, because like you gave everything, Everything. uh, every part of yourself, your even your interest shift, like who you were like shifted and yeah. morphed so that you could be like, guys, I, what bought a, they, I, I bought a keyboard. She bought a keyboard. Bought a keyboard. Do you know how long I've been trying to <laughs> teach this girl like piano and like keyboard. I'm like, I like, bought I, a keyboard for a guy. And then, oh my God, I was like, and it gets mad at me because I'll read, like I would yes, read for I do boys, but this. not for her. Yeah. So like, um, now I actually do read. She does. Fun fact. I, I'm whatever. I, I like really like reading always have and like through high school I would lend Alana a book I lent her looking for Alaska by John Green in high school she just read it it this year and then a guy would be like Alana read this book and she'd read it and I'm like "Mm, and I'd be like are you proud of me I'm reading and I'm like no No. because you don't listen to me no but yeah this that was like an instance of yeah like you really so of course if you do all of that and you're like shifting things the rejection is like 10 times worse yeah so yeah no in those situations not well but also i'd be curious to like find people out there who feel they do take it well and like what that looks like i don't know Um, i think everyone takes it differently and i think that that's one thing that 
I want people to recognize or at least consider when, you know, maybe your friend is going through a breakup or got rejected by somebody and their reaction might be different than yours. Um, I have this one situation comes to mind. I had been going out with this guy probably for like two and a half months. And, you know, we were spending a lot of time together, meeting his, each other's friends. I literally like met his parents. Um, and we had like this really great date night. And then the next morning he was like, I want to like be honest and let you know, like, I really do like you, but I just, I've been thinking a lot about it and I don't want a relationship mm. and I feel horrible. Like I can't, I can't not tell you that cause I know that you do. And so we ended up like, we both like, were like crying, like hugging, like saying goodbye for like an hour. And then he left and my friend had a holiday brunch at her apartment with like five girls that day. And I was supposed to go and I called her in hysterics like I literally was like hyperventilating and I was like, I, I didn't even think I had to say that. Like I couldn't come. I was just like, right. I was, right. I was like, Bob just ended it with me. Yeah. And she was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, it's okay. We'll have a great day. Like we'll get drunk. We'll do this. We'll do that. Like put on a cute outfit, come on over. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, like, like, no, that's I not can't, the way. I cannot move. Like, I am shaking. I'm not okay. And I was like, I love you, but I do not think there is a world in which I can come to yeah. another borough, not to mention. Oh my God. And do this. And travel. she took it so personally, got so mad at me, went around to multiple of my friends saying how much I like prioritized like this over our friendship and her brunch like this was it wasn't even it wasn't her birthday it was literally four girls just like having brunch at her apartment and I wasn't even friends with her friends I think what it is honestly and I, I do think this and I, I I try and like assess my own thought patterns when I'm like judgmental of how like other women specifically like handle these things I think it shows us what we don't like in ourselves sometimes like if we see you know a friend of ours gets so upset over a guy that we're like, oh, well, you were only talking to him for X amount of time or you were only hanging out with him for this amount of time. It's because we don't like that trait in ourselves that like even if we don't show it in the same way, talking to someone or just hanging out with someone for that amount of time also means something to us. And that's something that we're like trying to reject in ourselves. So we get like almost angry with our friends for that, too. And also maybe not in that situation, but you know, it sucks to see your friends like actually really distressed and upset, especially over someone where like you're in a place where you could see, okay, like he's not worth it. Or like you see their value in a way that that person didn't. So you really want to like speed up the process or change it for them. Um, but I also think sometimes it's, you know, looking in a mirror a little bit and that's just like hard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've never thought about that. And I think that's a really good point. And I don't know whether or not that was the case in this situation. I just think like we all react to things differently and you have to know what works for you is not going to be what works for somebody else. And like, yeah. I think the best thing you can do in any situation when your friend gets rejected is just remind them that you're there, keep showing up and asking them what they need. And, you know, I think there have been times between you and I where like we're going through something and it's just like, well, what can I do? Is there something I should be doing like more of or less of? And it's like, 
just keep showing up. Yeah, no. And that's literally, I, I think the thing is just like really prioritizing what they need and what you, not what you think they need or want to give them. There are going to be people where it's like, that night they want to like get drunk and go out or they want to get right back on the dating apps. But you also have to respect that there are going to be people who don't feel ready for that for a long time and not pushing the way that you would move on from something onto someone. Yeah, exactly. Next question. How many people overall do you think Alana met in person from dating apps? I've given up on them. <laughs> so I will say Alana might have met up with among like people I know, like probably the most, but I think just to clarify, that was from, especially when you were working at Hinge, putting a lot of time into those conversations and being open to just going on a lot of different dates. There was a time, especially like right after COVID or around that, where you went on a lot of dates where like my head was spinning at how many I was like, I, I just could never, but yeah, you, you met up with a lot of people. And ultimately, I mean, that did, that did lead to Jake, right? So that does work. And to whoever asked that question, I mean, like, I feel you, (laughs) I'm Alana and I are in really different situations right now in terms of relationships. Like I could not be more single and also feeling like hopeless about the dating apps. I, you know, I try and like go on and at least go through X number of profiles so that I feel like I'm trying and I definitely don't go on as many dates because it's just sometimes hard to even like find matches, which is kind of a self-esteem killer. But, um, I do think that, you know, you, you know, and of course that was an intersection of your work and your personal life. So that's like a unique situation, but yeah, no, Alana met a lot, a lot of guys. I I honestly, they all probably had the like five same names. So I couldn't, but I, I, a lot of Matt's, a lot of John's, a lot of John's, a lot of, a lot of J names. J names, for it's all sure. The J names. A lot of Ben's. Ben's. Oh my God, at one Alana point, this is so funny. That's I, true. I remember, and I probably can find a screenshot of it, but I was talking to my friend Sophia on like G chat when I was at work once. And as a joke, she said, kill, fuck, marry, Ben, Ben, and Ben. Because there were literally three, <laughs> three Ben's at the same time. There were, and I like, I can think of the Ben's. There, no, there would be times where Alana would be like, oh, what do you think? And I'd be like, wait, which guy are yeah. we talking about? And it wasn't, I'm not saying this in a like, you know, she was like really in it with all the, but it was just like she would go on dates. So yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, if you're, you've given up on it, I am still working on taking Alana's advice not to. So, but I feel you. It's hard. I get, and, and listen, like I gave up on it many times yeah. too. Like, The number of times, I can't even tell you how many times I thought I'm literally never going to find love. Like, I'm just going to keep getting hurt. Or apparently everyone else can be in a relationship, but I can't. Like, what's wrong with me? Like, I thought these things so many times. And I think the most important thing to remember is, like, all it takes is one. Yeah, and I I mean, I still, like, obviously, like, I always think when people are saying that they're sitting from the perspective of the after and totally. I know that's true. And I'm also like, okay, but where is the one and does yeah. this one exist? And, you know, for me, it's been just like trying to build up like the other aspects of my life. It doesn't mean that I don't feel like something's missing, but I don't feel like it's the only thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just hang in there. And then if you need a break from it, like take, take one, I Absolutely. mean, you're not going to, you're not going to 
be in a place where you're going to even be open to like actually meeting the right person if you're really like frustrated with the situation. Yeah. And I think what you said is is exactly right. Like building up your life. And, you know, I think there were a lot of times in the past where I met people who maybe it could have worked out with, but honestly, like I had all of my eggs in the, I want to meet somebody basket. Yeah. And I didn't give a shit what was going on in the rest of my life. I guess I worked, I cared about my job. I cared about my friends and stuff, but like, I just wanted to be in a relationship so badly that I wasn't focusing on, you know, being my best self outside of that and having my shit together and building the life for myself that I wanted. And I think like Jake and I always talk about timing and we think that had we met six, nine months earlier, like we wouldn't have ended up being together. And like, we really just met in this place and time where we both actually were really ready. Yeah. Yeah. No, timing definitely matters. Yeah. Has Alana always taken her own dating advice? If you have stories, please share. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh my God. Never. Every time. All right. You have to understand what it's like to have your childhood best friend. Like Alana is my best friend of since we were literally in fourth grade. So I've seen her through all of these things. And you could ask me, you could ask my sister who knows her really well. We it's so hard for us to process Alana's career because we're like, wait, Alana's like the worst dater ever. And now she's like giving this advice to people that she 100% did not take ever. I wish I did. Yeah, no. So it's, it's so funny because, um, no, I'm like, I stories. I mean, all of them, (laughs) all of them, um, Basically, I mean, I think part of what makes her content relatable is the fact that you know the advice that you didn't take or the things that you did that you're like, okay, maybe if I hadn't, things would have been better. So it's not like, I don't think your content comes out of a place of like, oh, like I've dated so well and like, let me share my tips with people. It's like, no, I've dated so badly. Here are all the mistakes (laughs) I made. All of the mistakes and and make them into like advice, you know, so that people either like catch on to that tendency earlier or like in the moment. So they don't make the, those mistakes. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I think the number one would just be like some of the guys that Alana was interested in were highly questionable characters from my <laughs> perspective. And in hindsight, I can confirm <laughs> that. <laughs> um, most embarrassing date story so I have, I don't know what yours is going to be. Um, and and there is similar to a question of what was her first date like? Um, I think these go hand in hand. My first actual dating app date, and I don't even know if you know the story, but it was this guy I met on an app and it was a summer. I was interning after I graduated college in the city and I wasn't living in the city yet, but occasionally I'd stay at a friend's apartment like once a week. And so I set up this, date with this guy whose name was in fact Matt and had to have my first date be with a Matt. Um, and we get to the date and he's like a year or two older. So he's like lived, been living in the city and existing in the world of modern dating. And I get there and I go, so is this your first time doing this? (laughs) And he's like, doing what? I'm like going on a date from a dating app. And he looked at me like I had 10 heads and was like, no, is it your first time? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I literally made us cheers to my first dating app date. Oh my God. That's the most Alana thing ever, honestly. 
<laughs> I can imagine you being like, well, cheers to <laughs> So that's my. I don't, th- I don't first think that's date. terrible though, because when you're not it's in like, the world, you like innocent. don't know. It's, it's innocent. so innocent. It's like a sweet first real date story. I mean, I think. Wait. So is it is it worst or like most embarrassing? I well, I think the most embarrassing for from. Well, Alana, for you. I I think this this unfortunately spans like multiple dates, but like. It's it's not embarrassing. It's just that you would go on these first dates that would last like six hours and you would like be like, oh, my God, we had the most amazing conversation, which, you know, I think that's powerful if it happens like one Once, time. But yeah. this was like all of Alana's dates. And I was like, OK, we need you to just go on a first date where you really just like are with a person for a few hours and you're like, okay, like I'd like to spend more time with them again. Because then I think that's actually how people got like hyped up and built up in your mind through these five hours, six hour interactions. I wonder what those guys thought of those dates. I know. Cause to be fair, I mean, they were doing it too. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I think, but I imagine for them, it wasn't, a weekly occurrence like you're like wow I ended up on this really long date with this girl instead of like oh my god it was another like a magical six hour long date yeah it's more just like oh it was a really long date and I mean I think like obviously it doesn't go that long if they're having like a bad time but I think yeah it wasn't as powerful and I think that's what ended up making some of those like shorter lived things more hurtful because it's like you you feel like oh I literally got to know their soul in this first date I mean but look like we've all had I mean, mine would be, and Alana knows this because I'm pretty sure I went to her like right after. I went on a date with a guy and it wasn't like, it was fine in the beginning, but I just hadn't eaten that day. Um, Honestly, not like a huge drinker. And I had a very strong one or two. I don't remember. And I think I was nervous because it had been a while since I'd gone on a dating app date. And I just like literally spilled my life story to this man and we've all been there I just and I was so embarrassed and I actually and I kind of regret this because I actually don't think he was that nice about it in retrospect I texted him after and I was like oh I'm like so sorry blah 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 like sorry for doing that basically and he just goes yeah that was a lot and I'm like now that I think about it like that was so mean That's a horrible thing to respond. And the other thing that concerned me at the time, of course, like, um, Jewish geography. Yep, mutual friends. Mutual friends. Um, and I was just like, great, like, because there honestly were things I told him that it's not even so much that they're embarrassing, but they were personal. And I was like, I don't want, so that's why I said it to him. I was like, I'm really sorry I told you that. Could you just like keep it between us? And he was like, yeah, of course. But like, yeah, that was a lot. I'm just like. Did you need to say that? Like, obviously, I know that. I wasn't like, let's go out again. Right, like you're aware. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, look, not my <laughs> best date. But also, the way you respond to people matters. Like, obviously, like, if a person's saying something like that to you, they recognize it. And you don't need to be mean. Yeah. Be nice. We're all trying our best. Yeah. Like, a bad date. When you go on a bad date with someone, like, we don't know that that's what they're like 24-7. Like, I've had people act weird. And I'm just like, okay. But, like, uh, give someone a break. Like, maybe maybe they just, like, had an off day or whatever. Yeah. Christina, there's so much more we could talk about. We're going to have to do a part two. Part two, for sure. I have, more, I have more dirt. I, I, I don't... 
I don't know. There's a, there's a lot, obviously. So many years, so many stories. So many, too many. But stay tuned. We will absolutely do a part two of this. Thank you so much for being here. Thank oh, you for oh. not going too hard on me. This was more... This was less painful than I thought it would be. I was really gentle. I was, you were very I was, gentle, I and I really gentle. appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm in a mood where I need gentleness and to be a little coddled <laughs> and, and cared but, for. But part two, give yeah. us crazy questions because I'll, uh, oh I'll go in on her. <laughs> All right, I'll post the question box on the story. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget, if you have not followed or subscribed or given a five-star rating and review, please, please, please do that. It means the world, and it really helps when I am trying to pitch to brands for sponsorship so that I can, you know, continue having a roof over my head and getting toys and treats for Barkley because he loves that so much. And he is my little fluffball of love and joy. Don't know where I'm going on with this, but thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.